Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 88 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. In this episode, Brandon and I are going to have a conversation with the founders of Thunderdash. That's the mud run that we went to in September 2016, and it's the mud run we compare all other races to. Even if it's not a mud run, we're comparing it to the Thunderdash. So we want to talk with them about how they got into it, how they staff it, and how it also funds their dream and their future. So join Brandon and I as we talk with the TIFFs. Here we go. Brandon, welcome back to Beyond the Rut, your very own show. How does it feel? feels comfortable because we're in my home office. We're in your house. That's <laughs> right. Uh, because the church kicked us out tonight. <laughs> we got excommunicated for the evening. <laughs> they I mean, wanted to do actual church stuff, not podcasting. I know. Tonight. How many podcasters can... Podcasters can say that. We got booted <laughs> from church tonight. Um, so in any case, we got some special guests. We uh, we met Laura, uh, the, the wife, a few weeks ago. And uh, I don't want to give away too much because I want you to be the one who introduces the two of them. So why don't, why don't you go ahead and do that before I spill the beans and steal your thunder. Yeah, because yeah. Laura's not a wife. She's the wife. In the. fact, she's Kevin's wife. We've got Kevin and Laura tipped on tonight and they are the people that are behind the thunder dash thunder dash welcome kevin and laura thanks for coming on hello hello good evening guys they're uh coming to us from uh bernie texas so this is this is a thrill now if you don't know where bernie is it is just north this is my test of geography here <laughs> uh northwest of san antonio did i get it right yes in yes. fact a, a good landmark is 31 minutes north of fiesta texas Oh, there yeah. you go. Season passes. And if you're looking for it on a map, it is spelt strange, so you might have a hard time finding it. But <laughs> I know it is B-O-E-R-N-E. Right. Hey, I got it right. Now, if you're German, that makes sense. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So like, that's how you get that. Uh, it's like Bexar County. Bernie. B-O-E-R. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. But we're not really about geography as much as... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not a geography podcast. Uh, and now, now, Kevin and Laura, uh, let's see. My mind went blank. All right. No, I remember what we're doing here. This is the beauty of editing here. I can cut that little... Uh, It'll sound like your mind didn't yeah, go blank. You, you won't even know. I had a brain freeze right there. In any case, I love to kick off all of our episodes with a little icebreaker. And since you two are the founders of Thunderdash, and Brandon is the biggest Renee Zellweger fan. Biggest. I mean, he's got the whole collection of the movie Chicago. <laughs> all one movies. All one movie. I'm like, how many movies are there? He doesn't own it yet, but he's going to get one for Christmas. Anyway, uh, if Renee Zellweger was running the Thunderdash, which obstacle would be her favorite obstacle and why? Hmm. <laughs> There's Renee a question Zellweger. you haven't had before, I bet. <laughs> that, that'll work. Um, probably, I'm thinking back to the scene from uh, what was her first movie with um, the English guy. Oh, Notting Hill or something like she that? She was in that? I, I don't know. Oh, uh, You're the I biggest fan that. ever. Come on. Come on. I'm going to uh, tell Renee uh, you don't know this. Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones. Bridget there we go. Oh. Okay. Uh, something about granny panties. And um, <laughs> I think probably crawling through the tunnels. Um, and you tend to get a lot of uh, mud 
down your pants right yes. there so I can see her coming out and having issues with that and and laughing about her granny panties hanging around her knees there you go <laughs> that's a solid answer with some solid evidence to back it up I like that. that's a good one Kevin <laughs> I remember that obstacle too because I, I was thinking as I got to the end of the course I'm like you know I stayed relatively clean through this whole three miles almost you know all 5k and then I came across that obstacle <laughs> And that was it. I was caked in mud from head to toe. I was like, they got me. They got me at the oh, end yeah. right there. That was awesome. Well, you can thank Laura for that. That's That was her request for the picture so that everybody would be covered in mud. At the end. There you go. That, that's what makes it a mud run instead of just some other kind of obstacle course or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're thrilled to death to have you on because uh, last year – uh, we both kind of got on this kick. We're going to do something. Uh, we, we'd been hosting this podcast, so obviously we needed to do something to get beyond the rut of our, our health and fitness. And so we decided we're going to sign up for some races and we were looking around for stuff. And a, a friend of ours, Stephanie, she, uh, said there's this, uh, mud run up in San Antonio and we should check it out. And so we thought, okay. So we started looking at it and, uh, it, the drone footage and everything from the website looked really cool and said, let's do it. And immediately we were terrified because it, it looks just completely overwhelming and there's no way anybody could ever do it. But uh, we trained very minimally for it, but we did do a little bit of training for it. And then we went up there and did it and just had the time of our lives. As soon as we crossed the finish line, Jerry and I both looked at each other and Stephanie was actually there with us. And we said, we're doing this again next year. Oh yeah. I would sign up right now. If I had a clean hand to write with, I would do it right now. now did we also ask Stephanie to let us cross first because we couldn't go home and tell our wives that we got beat by a pregnant woman. Yeah. Cause Stephanie was actually a few months pregnant whenever she ran it. And so she That's did let awesome. us cross first. <laughs> Well, you know, part of our motto is that this race is what you make it. So you could go really super fast if you want to and just blaze through it and do it in 35 minutes. Or you could take your time, do obstacles more than once, stop and take selfies, (laughs) you know, admire the scenery and take two hours if you want. We really don't care. It is timed, but it's just. For those folks that, you know, really care about the timing. And as you saw, you can make the course exactly what you want to be, want it to be. And if something scares you, we have what's called longer way home. And I'm sure you Mm -hmm. saw a few of those signs. Absolutely. So we just want to make sure you don't get a time benefit from skipping an obstacle. (laughs) So we just have you go around it. Sometimes we have you sing Gilligan's Island or... You know, do jumping jacks or something when you skip an obstacle, but never, ever want anyone to be fearful of an obstacle. So that's why we've done it that way. And that's a great selling point, because if you've never done anything like this or you're not a runner, you're not an obstacle person, this isn't an Ironman competition. It's just a lot of fun and it can be really challenging, too. But if there's something you can't do, there's a way around it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell and, you know, us doing this bit. whole Thunder Dash was us getting out of our rut as well. You know, <laughs> we we had helped other people with their events and we have day jobs and we just kept thinking someday we're going to have an event of our own, something to call our own and feel the joy from everybody. So Thunder Dash is it. 
So, so tell us a little bit about how you came up with the name Thunder Dash and then how this really started because it's only been going on for what? This will be the fifth year? Fourth. Fourth year. Fourth, fourth year, fifth race. Fifth um, race. Our first year, we had an April event and then a September event. And then September is the permanent um, date now. Um, but the naming of it is purely uh, Laura um, with her fascination with ACDC Thunderstruck. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so at the beginning of each way, we put that on and everybody goes, Thunder! <laughs> and, you know, bashes their heads and, yep. you know, all of that kind of fun. That is but a cool way to start. trying to come up with a name that was, uh, you know, that sounded kind of rugged. Uh, there were all these other mud runs that were warriors and Spartans and <laughs> things of that nature. And so we wanted to come up with something that was kind of rugged sounding, but not too scary. So, and then from that, we thought, oh, we can have this cool lightning bolt and, you know, kind of key off of thunder and lightning and that kind of thing. And so everyone that does an event is a thunderhead. <laughs> There you go. We're Thunderheads now. I was just about to say that. that. (laughs) And it comes with a cool theme song. Exactly. That song (laughs) always gets me pumped up. Always. And and the best shirts. I mean, of all the races I've done in the last year, that by far was the best shirt I got. Yay! Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that because that's one of our things when we've done triathlons and half marathons. We hate it when you get a cheapy t-shirt. Right. And so we always wanted to have high tech, really nice T-shirts that are both men's sizes and women's sizes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. In fact, I liked it so much when I did a triathlon in October, I wore that shirt just because I wanted to stand out from everybody else. Yeah. I was just about to say, Brandon actually wears that shirt <laughs> at other people's races <laughs> all the time. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. The, the day glow is coming back. Right. <laughs> and we had a local uh, mud run here. It's a run amok. And uh, we described that as it, it's kind of like you're going Thunder Dash is kind of like if you go to Disney. And then every other race after that's kind of like a local carnival. It's oh. just, it's not the same. It, it, it's just, it's not bad, but it's not the same. Yeah, they can still be fun, but you're always going to compare it to right, like Disney. And then in this case, we were comparing run that that race run amok with Thunder Dash. We're like, oh man, we had better obstacles on Thunder uh, Thunder Dash. <laughs> oh man, there was a forty foot cliff wall of tires on Thunder Dash. Uh, where's the big mud pit where we got to crawl through? It was just like. Uh, we were, it was just nonstop comparison and we, we didn't voice them too loudly because right. people were running by us like, this is the greatest thing ever. And we're like, yeah, we can't, we can't bring them down. They're, they're having a good yeah. time right now. Well, that, that's great to hear because we're always torn on a balance between being, 
obstacles being hard enough and then also being the ability for everybody to complete them. Um, it really surprised me last year. We've always thought that our tire wall was our toughest um, obstacle. And it is. It's a, and last year, it was a vertical tire wall. Previous years, it had been a little bit uh, less of an angle. Oh, wow. Uh, but the Air Force guys that were working that, and y'all experienced a lot of the, the volunteers there, they were so supportive, so rah-rah, gung-ho, only one person went around that particular obstacle. Wow. They were able to convince everybody and work. And, you know. Said, you can do it. We'll help you. <laughs> you can do it. And you, you saw them. They were hanging off the side halfway down, you know, cheering you on. Yep. And then one of our new obstacles last year was fire poles where you climbed up and your feet were about 12 feet off the ground. You had a pole in front of you to slide down just like a fire pole. Apparently that was an obstacle to about 15, 18% of the people. That they got up to the top of that, looked at that, and said, I'm not going to step off. <laughs> and so they turned around, climbed down, and ran the longer way home, you know, and everything. So that that, that really surprised me. Wow. I was almost a statistic on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of the race, you got to get beyond the rut yeah. there and, you know, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, I just figured, what the heck? I've got health insurance. Leap of faith. Go for it. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> my God. You know, the I think what makes our race so different is because it's a one-of-a-kind race. It's not a national group where they come in and they drop obstacles on a flat piece of property. Right. We're utilizing a property that's a farm. Now it's a ranch. It's an active rock quarry. And our obstacles, many of them stay there all year long. And so we're able to incorporate the land itself along with adding to it. So we have man-made, nature-made, and half-and-half obstacles. Mm -hmm. So You're I mean, that's so right. That, so very different. That is what makes it so unique is the fact that it's kind of like what you would build in your backyard, which you literally did. I know it's not your backyard, but it, it kind of is your backyard from where you live. It's, it's, you've built something that is, that is permanent. It's not just set up one weekend and taken down the next day. Tell us a little bit about how you found the piece of property because you don't own the piece of property, but tell us how you found the, the property well, and the guys kind of jumped in and, and let you use oh. it. Back during our cycling days when we would ride out in the hill country, we were talking about doing something like this, and we saw this piece of property along with a couple others. And so we sent out some letters, but we didn't have the address for this one piece of property, so we drove up there one weekend to get the address. And we parked at the gate. There was an open gate there, and out in the field was a white pickup, and he was headed towards the gate. So we just kind of lurked around the gate for a moment, and he pulled up. And I don't know if you oh, saw. Bro, I don't know if you saw him, but uh, his name's Larry, and um, he looks like the Marlboro Man. <laughs> you know, straw hat, starch shirt, starch jeans, and everything. And I just talked to him for a moment at his window, and you know, at that time we were just looking at his nice, you know, farm fields, and we we figured we'd run his little Jeep trail, step off, build an obstacle, run the Jeep trail, step off, build an obstacle, or something like that. And uh, after about two minutes, he was saying, well, you know, I've got a 25-foot shredder that we can mow this field down and this and that. And he was completely on board. <laughs> uh, was, uh, <laughs> Serendipity. Exactly. I just and, love that. It's like people ask me this all the time. I, I'm ready. It's like, that, that's yeah. just crazy. He thought we were crazy. Oh, and then <laughs> we went back up the next weekend to kind of tour the property. And he started showing us. Spreading. Yeah, and Otto was there, his brother. And um, we drove 
through the quarries that had water in them. And we just, Laura and I were looking at, at each other and said, this is fantastic. This is great. And, you know, we're talking just rock piles and <laughs> holes in the ground and stuff like that. And he and his brother, you know, German farmers up there, you know, I'm burning. Third generation. We're uh, just kind of looking at each other and, and saying, y'all want to do what? And, and people will come and do this? <laughs> Pay you to do that? Okay. You both were so outside the box for them. Right. The rock quarry, they dig about 30 or 40 feet, and then they hit mud, and they stop. Yeah, yeah. so it's perfect for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like y'all spent all this time building our, our track, and you didn't even know it. Exactly, uh-huh. right? And, you know, so then it was just a matter of time out there to learn what we had available and kind of develop the, the course there. And, and, of course, every year the, it's going to change because um, the quarry is constantly being worked and holes filled up here and dug over here. And we we try to incorporate that. And the guys that work the quarry work with us very well. And this year, since they have now gone from farming to ranching, we can guarantee that you will have cow patties, if not cows, awesome. on the quarry. So, <laughs> I had to jump over a cow. <laughs> if Brandon's yeah. thinking what I'm thinking, I'm thinking poo fight. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> no? Too much? Uh, <laughs> All organic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all organic. 100% organic. Uh, something your viewers might be interested in knowing, too, is that we knew there'd be some people that didn't do mud, uh, just had no interest in that, or maybe a really heavy-duty uh, triathlete that's worried about spraining an ankle or something. And we wanted to have a trail run as well, but in the spirit of Thunder Dash and doing something different, we also have a 5K trail run where every half mile you do some sort of calisthenic. So you run on the trails and then you do 25 power jacks. You run on the trail a quarter of a mile and then you do burpees or something like that. And then we have a bunch of the service group kids out there cheering you on and making sure that you do them all and that kind of thing. So that's a, that's a fun thing to do if you're not into mud and obstacles. You just want to run in a real pretty area on a very smooth path. Groomed. It's very groomed and uh, pretty and then something different when you throw in the calisthenics. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that makes this race really unique is it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the country that, you know, if you just we're out there on a, a blank field with not even in a race. You would want to be out there just running and, or maybe walking around and enjoying the scenery. But you combine that with the enthusiasm and the energy of the people. There's some people in costumes, there's teams with shirts and there's all these characters that just make it really exciting. But in addition to that, you have what a hundred and some odd uh, volunteers or Right. That work and with they're you? all from service groups, and they're earning money for their different charities and service groups. And that's really cool, too, because you don't just get a bunch of people that help, but they're all out there doing good service work and earning money for their club or organization. That mm-hmm. So you're giving back to their organization in addition to putting on a really fun race. Yes, and we've contributed over $15,000 in the four races. Wow. So, a good chunk of change but they work hard and they have a lot of fun so 
They do, the energy they have is really good. The, the turnout, yeah, and the commitment and the energy that your service teams have is just bar none, probably bigger than I've ever seen. And I think part of that motivation is they know they're they're not just serving, they're raising money for a cause they fully believe in, and they just happen to have fun. And uh, I, I just love that. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Those, those guys on that tire good. wall were like – a, they were young guys, so it's like you couldn't give up. Then you'd feel like a really old guy. But <laughs> these guys were just all about you getting over that wall, no matter what happened. And that that made it cool. I understand why only one person didn't make it. Mm-hmm. 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 And we had uh, 800 people last year exactly, and we only had one person sprain an ankle. So wow, not bad, not bad at all. And she kept saying how what. She knew that what she did was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you usually do when that happens. You're like, I remember the moment I thought I shouldn't do this, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the other have thing. Did the spectator that- have, a, have a cardiac event, though? That oh, was wow. really scary. But uh, she's okay. That's and uh, we had to wait for her husband to finish uh, the race. <laughs> and so I was waiting for his number because we looked up his name and number. And uh, I had to go over to the finish line and wait for him. And he came over, and I kind of quietly said, oh, did you have a good time? Well, good, good. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everything's okay, but your wife's over here in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated, like, but. <laughs> I can't get in there. I'm covered in mud. It's like, oh, no, it's okay. You're, this is a mud run. <laughs> they, they say it's all right. Come on in in the mud. <laughs> so wow. he got an ambulance a little muddy, but. He called us the next day and said everything was okay. So that was really scary. Wow. But uh, we do work very hard to make it a very safe event. And the EMTs have told us that our record is really good. And our insurance agent is happy with our record, too. <laughs> and that's so. what matters most. <laughs> and on top of all this, that husband can never say his wife is not supportive. Exactly. I mean, she practically risked death. Exactly. <laughs> uh, she stuck it out. I'm there. <laughs> well, that's what, for anyone listening to that's thinking, well, maybe I can't do this. This is beyond me physically, or is it really safe? Not all joking aside, it is really one of the best setup and designed organized and clean and and it it's muddy yes but the the way you go the path the signage the volunteers everybody is there to help you finish this race from the first person you see to the last sign in ran really good that it's quick and and everybody there is just enthusiastic at a level that you just don't see at most races and and to me that's what impressed me the most was if something happens you can't figure it out or you can't kind of get there there's help for you at every station and and you just feel like the whole world wants you to finish this race so if you're thinking about it and you're like i couldn't do that i promise you you can do it we weren't anywhere near in shape for this uh, especially jerry but i won't call anybody out uh, <laughs> thanks man <laughs> but we we did it and and I, Literally, and I'm not just saying this because we're talking to Kevin and Laura. The minute we walked across that finish line, we said, we're doing this again next year. Oh, yeah. That just that just brings joy to my heart. It yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. We love seeing all those people going down the giant slip and slide at the end and oh, yeah. just pooping and hollering and having a good time. And, and it just and, makes us happy. 
And the whole community uh, shower thing is really cool because there's an area where you can rinse off and, and you get all the heavy mud off of you. You won't be super clean, but you'll be clean enough to be able to operate and do what you need to get done. But there's also some places where you can change some privacy areas and, and all of that. So if you're worried about any of that, just don't even think about it because everything is set up for you in a way that all you literally have to do is show up. So this is kind of the classic get beyond the rut thing. This is the easiest beyond the rut thing you're probably ever going to do because it's just there waiting for you. All you have to do is sign up. Yes, that's right. So this year, what are you expecting crowd-wise? We're hoping for 1,200 this year. That's awesome. And we always keep the waves limited numbers. So as we get more and more people, we just add the waves but we keep the waves limited because we don't want you waiting at an obstacle if you're wanting to go real fast. Right. And we've also got plans already for two or three of the obstacles. We have to widen them um, to accommodate more crowds because yeah. that's another thing. We don't want you to run up to an obstacle and be sitting there in line waiting, trying to waiting for the people ahead of you to get through the obstacle. Right. Yeah. So we're going to make the, some of the obstacles a little bit more high capacity. Oh, so okay. we're, we're not making them easier. Yeah. We're just making more stations. <laughs> there you go. I was like that berm. Remember the berm that where the rope is just a little too short and you have to use a, t you know, it helps to have a team member that you can <laughs> climb over to get to that rope. So we had six lines. Now we're going to have more like 10 or 12 lines. So oh, okay. make sure no one is waiting. I remember that mostly because Jerry and Stephanie were up at the top just looking at me like, just grab the rope. And I was like, but you're supposed to help me at this point. No help whatsoever. <laughs> you had like, no idea how much work it took to get up that little hill. It was only like four feet high. <laughs> there was a pile yeah, of bodies at the like bottom. Nothing, right? Yeah. Like nothing. And, you know, when we put that together, we were figuring out how short to make the rope. And you should have heard the evil laugh of Kevin. Where he's like, oh, no, you need to make it just a little shorter. Yeah. They really got to work to get to yeah. this one. You had to reach a little bit to get that little yeah. rope. And it was caked with mud. Yeah. So when you're like, oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just slipping out of your hand. You're back at the bottom of the hill again. You're like, but I, I got yep. halfway. And then. Well, the secret is that we put baby shampoo in the water to make ah, it real slippery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I apologize for the things that I said about you, Kevin, because when I reached for that rope, I thought, well, what idiot didn't make this rope long enough? Yeah, right. this, this rope's not anywhere near long enough. He did it on purpose. Clearly, it should have been a foot longer, but uh, <laughs> now I understand. Now, Kevin, was that you at the top laughing every, everybody? Uh, could have been at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I remember somebody was getting a good kick at everybody falling back down the hill to the bottom. And I mean, it was like bowling pins. Cause like, if you were on the hill, you're like, I'm oh, almost, ah, yeah. you just, you slide back and you take out two or three people behind you. And I was like, yeah. wow. Uh, and it's only four feet. It's it's not right. like it's and it's not even a light, like a large incline. It was maybe with a 30% grade, 30% right. incline. And if you look on the, the photos online, I think those are some of our best photos. The people that have taken one of their smaller uh, teammates and kind of thrown them right. up the rope and then start <laughs> climbing up their back. <laughs> and the looks of determination and all of that. So that's a lot of fun. I don't know that I've looked forward to pictures so much in a long time, but we waited for those pictures to be posted. And every time another set of them were posted, we were texting each other going, dude, look at these pictures. Look at these pictures. And mm -hmm. we're looking through all of them trying to find yourself. And then you're like, wow, yep. that, 
that's so hilarious just thumbing through all those pictures. And we're determined to have more pictures this year in more places. So Yeah. So yeah. How, how do the pictures work? How do you get the people to take them and, and how does that work? Well, it's one of our service groups. It's a high school uh, photography group. Awesome. And so they took most of our pictures and then we always constrict our conscript our uh, yeah, one of our neighbors. friends and family yes. that mm-hmm. have good cameras and beg and plead and bribe them to come <laughs> out and take pictures as well. So just anybody we can get to take pictures. And then there's a a group, an obstacle course race group, OCR, they're called the Lone Star Spartans. Uh-huh. And they had several uh, people that asked if they took pictures, if they could then run in the volunteer wave. So we did that as well. Well, that's another thing that I, I forgot to bring up was the, the volunteers don't just work it, but you actually provide a way for them to do the race too, right? Correct. That- at, at the end of the day, after our last uh, racers cross the finish line, we uh, typically will feed our volunteers, and which is perfect to send them out on a 5K run <laughs> right afterwards. <laughs> and um, we that's one reason that the uh, Air Force group really likes to do it, because typically they go out and work an event, and then they have to go back on base. Um, but this particular event, they come out, and then they can, they can run it. And so they can participate also. And, and typically about 70 or 80% of the volunteers, you know, do run it. And, you know, what we've got then is we've got the staff just kind of leapfrogging from obstacle to obstacle, keep up with them and they make keep sure they're safe. Yeah. So. Right. We do have our, our core about 10 people that are friends and family that are actual staff that day. Right. That is just uh, awesome. Like I said, this is just one of our favorite things we've ever come across, and and that's why we couldn't wait to meet you. It, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, how do I get involved and, and what can I do? We're going to have some stuff this summer. We're going to talk about our team. We've got a team online now where you can sign up to be part of our team, but then we also want to start some teams here in Corpus Christi and, and maybe have a little friendly competition where we go up the night before and hang out and, and just really enjoy this race and, and see who can bring home the, maybe the Corpus Christi title of the best Thunder Dash, uh, team and, and get a little competition going down here because I think we had probably about five or 10 people that we knew from Corpus Christi that, that were up there in it, but we want to organize that a little bit. And we'll, we'll be talking about that and putting it on our Facebook page and things like that. But if you want to sign up for this race, all you have to do is go to thunderdash.com, right? Unless I'm giving the website. Yep. That's correct. Okay. And that'll be in There's the show notes and all that. Push one of the register here buttons and off you go. And either join our team or create a team. And uh, I will give one warning that I didn't really see this coming when I signed up was I had my dogs in my office here at home and I pulled up the website and it does have actual thunder on the website. So <laughs> if you're going to have your dogs around that mine got scared. So, and I couldn't figure out why at first. And I thought, what are you worried about? They were just underneath me. And I thought, Oh, it's oh, the sound. You got to go. turn the sound off, but it's a really cool website too, with great pictures and video. And, and you can get on the Facebook page and check that out. And, and also let us know that you're signing up and that you want to be part of it. And, uh, if you know anybody in the Corpus area that wants to put together a team, we want to get together. We're going to have at least Laura, and we're going to try to get Kevin down here too, to, uh, meet up uh, sometime in June and we'll put something like that together where you can meet them and, and we can talk about this race and, 
and get some teams together and do some fun stuff up in Bernie the night before and kind of hang out. That sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I remember correctly too, is it uh, today is your anniversary or is it tomorrow? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Thirty-one years. Yep. Thirty-one years. That is awesome. And you're going to yeah. get beyond the rut seriously here in a few days, and you are taking a trip somewhere, right? Oh yeah. Yes, we are. Costa Rica, baby. Costa Rica. Cool. <laughs> but but to describe our marriage here. Um, Uh-oh. last, uh, <laughs> October, one of the many weekends that we were spending up there at the course cleaning up, um, afterwards, um, Laura got a little frustrated and looked at me and said, I want to be your wife, not your coworker. <laughs> you know, and we said, oh, okay. So I handed her the broom and said, sweep off the, the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> The next week, we were in Mexico at a small resort. <laughs> there you go. Make up for that. Okay, so. we, we literally did. We went home after that and booked a trip. There and said, go. get the heck out of here. I want to be your wife again. That's some good marriage advice, guys. Wait. If you're listening, if you're going to say something like that, be sure and book a trip right after that when you get back. I love it. That's a, probably the best apology ever right there. Awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. I thought, what is he going to say? Uh-huh. Last October. What? Well, and another one that involves Laura uh, a little bit, our very first race in April, um, things were crazy, obviously getting <laughs> things done. And so Friday evening, Laura takes a couple of her, of her uh, nieces out into the woods to build the spider web. I'm sure y'all saw the spider web obstacle. That's the rope. Right. Yeah. And so she knocked that out. And oh, God. We, we worked all night, came back to the house, cleaned up, ate a little bit. And then me and a couple guys went back out. We were literally finishing the course in the dark at 3 a.m. in the morning. As you guys were parking, we were finishing the course. <laughs> well, well this, was back in, time. this was back in April. Yeah. Know? And um, uh, we couldn't find the spider web in the dark you know, that we would run the tape to and everything. So we... Uh, just went ahead and ran the course, finished it up, and everything went off well and everything. And that afternoon, about 2 o'clock, when we were tearing things down, we found the spider web that was just back in the woods somewhere, <laughs> nowhere near the path. <laughs> we had set it up in the dark in a totally wrong place. Awesome. <laughs> but it was set up, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that, that, that was the stealth obstacle. There you yeah. go. Uh, yeah, you win a prize if you if you successfully cross the plat or the obstacle that nobody else saw. Right. <laughs> now, I love it. now changing gears a little bit because we know Thunder Dash is a passion of the two of you, and you actually help organize races all throughout the year. I want to talk a little bit more about the business side, like why uh, on a financial level you guys are doing this, and and actually, Laura, you shared with us that. Uh, the proceeds, like after you've paid the bills, after you've paid the service groups, and you've put aside whatever you need for the next year's race, um, this also funds your retirement as well as trips to like Costa Rica. And uh, I guess this is what funds Kevin's apology fund. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we, we invested a lot up front and took a risk because we figured it was worth it. And uh you know, it was more a risk of work than anything. And then uh, in our second year, it actually, you know, turned a little tiny bit of a profit. And then last year it did quite well. 
And uh, so we're able to improve on the retirement fund, as we said. And mm. so use half for the retirement fund and half for fun fund. There you go. Yeah. I had to point that out for, for those listening because uh, Kevin and Laura found a way to tap into their passion to create extra income, to boost the retirement savings and have fun. So all those things that they always wanted to go do, they're able to do now because they're, they're doing that extra little bit. That's a great Absolutely. point. And anyone that wants to start an event, they need to know that it typically takes three years before you turn it into profit so that that's the norm right and if people want to find out how to do that maybe they've got a passion for something like this or they they have an event they just want to make better they can reach out to you and kevin and and learn some of the things that that you've learned but also they can actually hire you to come help run their event too right that's correct they sure can and we have what 20 what were you saying weight wise on our trailer well, our equipment. We, we work um, 11 major events and seven more events during the year um, that we probably haul about 20,000 pounds worth of equipment to, um, being bike racks, aid stations, sound equipment, and stuff like that. So, Start, finish lines. And, I mean, currently one of the race directors has a series that's here in Texas and Arizona, and we're going to California this year. Woo-hoo. What part? What part of California? Yeah. Uh, Indian Wells. Huh. I not... believe there's a JW Marriott out there. <laughs> there you do a little camping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way my wife camps. That's another part of our of our business. But uh, the main thing is the Thunder Dash, and then uh, we have been known to help folks just just to help them get started, give them some advice and things of that nature. And we've done that probably with half a dozen people that are trying to start an event. And some people realize after they talk to us, this is way too much of an undertaking and way too much of a risk. And they decide to do something else. And then there's others that say, you know what, we can do this. So we're, we're happy to give uh, advice. Well, that's great. And that's what this show is all about. If you're listening and you're thinking, well, I've always wanted to do something like that, just reach out and ask the question and say, you know, these, this is my plan. This is what I'm thinking. They can give you years of experience that, that can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars if you don't have just to know when and where to do something like this. Maybe you don't start in June, you start in December or whatever it is. You can get that kind of advice really easily. And, and I would say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin and, uh, Laura, if going to thunderdash.com and just, uh, trying to contact you there is probably the best way to get a hold of you. You bet. You bet. There's a contact page. So. There you go. And you can find out everything you want to know right there. It'll be in our show notes, too. Uh, so you can go to beyondtherut.com and find out everything. And if you have a question or a comment for this episode, then send us a message and, and we'll be sure and ask it. But also, if you'd like to be involved in June when we do the get together, let us know because we're going to be putting that together in the coming weeks. And uh, we'd just love to know that you want to be a part of it. Be sure to head over to our show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 088. There you'll find a link to thunderdash.com where you can sign up for the race. Join our team, the Rudders. That's going to be up there too. So if you don't know how to spell Rudders and put the word the in front of it, it'll be in the show notes. So just go to beyondtherut.com slash 088. 
That's also a great place to go and reach out to Kevin and Laura if you want them to give you some advice on how to start your dream, whether it's a race, whether it's some other function that serves your community, but also helps fund your dream. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to email us at info at beyondtherut.com. You can also call in at 361-596-3788. Leave us a voicemail. We'll give you a shout-out on the air. We'll reach out to you any way we can to respond to you, answer your question, all that good stuff. If you have a topic you'd love for us to cover, same thing. Email us, give us a call, we'll tackle that topic. All right, well, we're so glad that you joined us for this episode, and we'd love to have you with us on another episode. Uh, And the best way you can compliment us and support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Take care and go live life beyond the rut. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.